Welcome to CCC Hardcore, where we are devoted to the idea of telling the stories of core members of the California Conservation Corps, because every core member has a story worth telling. The views on this podcast are those of the host and guests, and do not necessarily represent those of the California Conservation Corps. Today we're going to be hearing more from uh, core members from the Yosemite Backcountry Crews. Uh, we'll hear from crews from Yosemite 1 and Yosemite 2. Um, but in the meantime, I wanted to tell you a little bit about the background of the Backcountry Trails program. The CCC was founded in 1976, and the Backcountry Trails program started in 1978. So Backcountry Trails are, are one of the longest-running programs of the CCC. Back then, they recruited, it was totally a CCC program. They recruited from the CCC all the, the, all the centers, they tried to get corners from every center so that every center would have representation, and uh, that was the way it was done until the early 1990s. And then uh, the Seas entered a partnership with the Federal AmeriCorps program. That brought in federal funds to help support the program, and it also allowed them to recruit Corps members from all around the country through AmeriCorps. Now, it was kind of hard for us to understand at first. I, I was in the program. I, w- I was on a backcountry trail crew in 1987. I was on Yosemite 2 in 1987. And uh, when I first heard that they were recruiting through AmeriCorps over the Internet, um, I kind of wondered, you know, <laughs> and a lot of us wondered, we, we had to work hard for, you know, f- at least four months and prove ourselves that uh, that we were in shape and fit enough to be on a backcountry crew. And the idea of recruiting over through the internet for a physical job like this just kind of made it well, how can you how can you really recruit quality people that way well it turns out they can uh, they've been doing it since the early 90s um, they get a really good mix of people that way you get people who have come up through the ccc program and are familiar with the work ethic and what's required from the C's program and you um, bring in a lot of diversity from around the country. You bring people with a lot of different skill sets, um, a lot of different life experiences. And uh, the experience has been that it actually makes for stronger trail crews. Everybody learns from each other. Everybody builds off one another. And it's worked out really well. And today, uh, we're going to hear from a couple of AmeriCorps core members who really brought variety to the table and brought a breadth of experience to the table. First up is Sam Stromberg of Yosemite One. Okay, so you're Sam, what's your last name? Stromberg. Stromberg, and you're on Yosemite One? Yes. Okay. What did you do before the seas? Um, I was working a sales job in Washington, D.C. Okay. Um, so I was just, you know, harassing college executives, trying to get them to buy some research that we were selling. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It was awful. Um, did you go to school or anything like that? Yeah, I graduated from the University of Kentucky. Uh, with what kind of degree? Uh, environmental science and economics. I was a double major. All right. Yeah. Right on. Well, how'd, yeah. You, how'd you find out about the, this program? Um, hated my job in D.C., so um, I was actually looking up AmeriCorps jobs because mm-hmm. I knew they were service-oriented and I wanted to do something more positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, I vividly remember I was in a coffee shop and I saw the backcountry advertisement. I was like, that looks insane. I'm going to apply next year. And then um, 
I just thought about it more and more, and then one day I was like, I gotta apply this year. Okay. So, so you saw apply. an ad in a coffee shop? No, I saw the. I was in a coffee okay. shop looking up America. Okay, got jobs. it. Yeah, got yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you joined. So you're from Washington D.C. I'm from Kentucky, Kentucky. and then moved to Washington D.C. Washington. for a job. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how'd the season go for you? It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to sum up. I feel like I'm gonna have to be summing it up a lot this uh, debriefing. But, yeah. Um, I mean, it was. Uh, incredible. It's hard to describe. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. you understand. Yeah. Everybody here seems like this. Um, did you do any writing over the summer? A lot. Yeah. I, I want to do something in writing. I want to. I want my job to be heavily writing focused. Uh, right on. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Um, I'm always accepting submissions for the blog. Oh yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Um, CCC colon uh, hardcore. Okay. okay. And it's just a, it's a WordPress blog. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I'll look that up. Yeah. Because right, right. I would love to read that too. All right. So, what are you going to do when you leave here? Um, travel a bit, and then I'm going to head back to my family in Louisville while I kind of reset and figure uh-huh. out what the next step is. Okay. Yeah, lack of internet makes it hard to search for new jobs and stuff. So, yeah. 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 All right. Well, congratulations. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. Sure. <laughs> Great talking to you. Next, we have Wade from Florida. Oh, you play a good ukulele. Do you play that every night around the campfire? Uh, yeah, pretty much, man. I was garbage at it when I got out there, and then like uh, one of my crew members gave me this ukulele as wow. a birthday gift. And um, pretty early in the season, my birthday wasn't until August, but she like gave it to me early. And man, I was I was obsessed with it after that. Like I'd take it on all our hikes on our weekends, and I'd stay in the back and. Just play and keep everybody's spirits up when we're climbing straight up a mountain. So. Right on, right on. Yeah, it was play the best well. thing to do. Thanks, man. Yeah, and it's it's a handy, a handy instrument to take back there, huh? Right. Yeah, you yeah. just strap it on your backpack yeah. and go anywhere with it. Yeah. Um, were you in the seas before you came here? No, sir. Okay, AmeriCorps. Uh, yes, sir. I was an internet hire. Okay, where are you from? Florida. No. Oh. Long way from home. I I bet you missed the hurricane. Yes, I did. <laughs> it also, it also missed my hometown. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it went right up through Florida and then got to my hometown where it's like it's it's Tallahassee and Jacksonville, mm. and it just went whoop and turned right for Jacksonville wow. and destroyed our neighbors, not oh, wow. us. So wow. I was kind of happy to hear that, but also you know yeah. kind of sad because I have a lot of friends in Jacksonville, so I was Man. a tear for them. But yeah, I'm glad my um, family didn't deal with it. What were you doing when you uh, before you came here? I was a mechanic. Um, I was working with a friend of mine. We kind of like ran our own business, um, uh, just working on people's mostly like tuner cars and like rice rockets and stuff. And um, I had actually was I had another job at a car dealership, but I got fired from there like three weeks before backcountry. And I didn't know I got accepted when I got fired. So you know I had that moment of like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? Like this is it. Like I'm screwed, man. Like mm-hmm. I, I have a rent check to pay and like. The mechanic stuff was just covering my rent, and, like, I was barely eating it all, you know. It was, oh, like, wow. rice and beans every day of my life. Uh-huh. And just, like, trying to keep up, staying up super late, working on people's projects to get, like, barely any money for them. So I was really worried, and, like, yeah. I was just stressing a lot of it. And, yeah. and then, uh, you know, one day that I was, like, laying in my house, I was just, like, despair. I was like, oh, man, everything's terrible. I get this call from a California number. And Adam was like, I think I got some news that's going to make your day, man. And I was like, no way. And it was like... <laughs> Yeah, you're going to backcountry, and I just lost my day. I was like, thank goodness, man, because yeah. I need this, you know. All right. And it helped me a lot, you know. Um, it helped me a lot. Right just, on. Just
just kind of get a career path and like figure myself out because I, I like I was telling him man I was just kind of like a d when I got out here and like uh, almost got kicked out from my crew oh wow um, they almost voted me off the island but uh, my supervisor left it to a vote from the crew and they were like you better hope that they have faith in you and they did and that sort of sort of, like restored my faith in myself seeing that everyone else believed in me and it was that moment where I was like wow like I can change like I can do it for them mm -hmm. you know if they like me enough to keep me here um, I think it's important that I like show an effort for them and I did my darndest to try and I went from getting like ones like all ones on my evals to getting like mostly fives and a few fours wow. so I was like really excited about the changes I made and yeah sounds like that might have been the biggest challenge for you to overcome was just yourself huh? yeah myself my emotions and uh, dealing with trouble back at home just dealing with problems that I had left there mm -hmm. and uh, letting them bother me out here and then yeah. I, you know uh, Ad and, and Carlson both came and visited us and kind of gave us Gave me the whole, like, look, man, what's not in your control is not in your control. You know, you're away from your home. You can't fix those problems. So just stay in the present and work on yourself out here. And, you know, it was really good advice because yeah. it ended up helping me a ton. So. Right on. Um, so where do, you, where do you go from here? Man, I have no idea. I have so many plans for, like, AmeriCorps programs I want to apply for. Um, I want to maybe try being an interp ranger, like a singing interp ranger for Yosemite. Uh -huh. You know, take the ukulele and sing songs about the park. Uh -huh. um, I was thinking that, and then uh, also a lot of like uh, volunteering back home. Um, I was thinking about doing the East Coast Greenway Alliance, which is a group of people building a trail, a bike trail, from Maine to Florida. Uh -huh. So I really want to participate in that because I'm an avid bicyclist. Like bicyclist, even though I like work on cars, I couldn't afford my own insurance, so I rode my bike everywhere. Oh, man, yeah. So like that was really it was it was kind of like my thing now is like riding bikes, and I want to be a part of something bigger involving yeah. bikes. So that'd be fun. Um, you know, volunteering for farms in my area. There's a lot of agriculture in Florida that I would love to be a part of and you know really any any more like community based programs would be good for me so yeah. I want to continue along that path and try to continue this personal development I've done out here. Right on. Yeah. Sounds like you started up a good road. Yeah, that's pretty much what everyone said they're like you're doing great. Don't revert back to what you were doing before. <laughs> they were like don't do that. So like maybe try another one of these programs that'll help you solidify that, yeah. you know. There you go. Yeah. Right on. Well, thanks for chatting with me. Yeah, I appreciate it. I didn't get your name. Wade. Wade. Nice to meet you, man. Likewise. I think I met you before. You have the uh, Nissan Harbor. Next up, we'll hear from Andreas on Yosemite 2. Andreas is one of the core members that I remembered from orientation. And when I met Andreas at orientation, uh, he was in the process of teaching fellow crew members how to swamp a vehicle. Swamping a vehicle is CCC slang for uh, pre-trip inspection. So he was going over with some of his crew members about everything that needs to be checked on the van for a pre-trip inspection. And he was under the hood uh, showing some, some of the other corners around. Here's Andreas. Should we go somewhere else? Um, no, right here is fine. Nice. Uh, um, I chatted with you at orientation, I remember that, but yeah. some of the stuff might be repetitive, but your, right. your name, Andres? Yes, sir. And where are you from? Uh, San Bernardino, California. San Bernardino, okay. Um, so you were a corner member before this yep. season. Uh, how long were you a corner member? Uh, a little over two years. Okay. Yeah. Um, what center were you at? Uh, Inland Center. Okay. Inland Empire in San Bernardino. What would you do down there? Uh, tons of trail work. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you're already fam familiar with part of the program anyway. Yeah. Um, do you do rock work down there? Yeah. Okay. Do rock work. Right on. 
Um, when did you, you were in for two years. When, what made you decide to apply for backcountry? Um, well, I tried to apply once before, mm-hmm. and my friends were really into joining backcountry, and I, they were way more into it than I was, and because I, honestly, I was kind of nervous, kind of scared, mm-hmm. and um, I just thought, man, if I, if I do this, and I get in, and I'm not, like, wholeheartedly into this, and then they get in, I mean, they don't get in, mm-hmm. I'm going to just feel horrible. So I just didn't apply. Wow. And then both of them got in. So yeah. It was great, yeah. yeah. And then now um, this year, it was me, and I got in. And it's right, on. Yeah. right on. Um, you probably had some ideas coming into the season what a backcountry season was going to be like. Did you have any surprises? Uh, my major surprise was I never thought of how cold the water was going to be until I was in there. Uh-huh. And another surprise is... Um, uh, how much I, I miss people. Yeah. Like social interaction? Yeah. yeah. Um, but you, how did you deal with that? I just had my crew. My crew yeah. was, you know, they were my, my foundation, so it was just one of those things where I know I can count on them and they can count on me and we can go to each other for yeah. just about anything. Uh, you know, Louis L'Amour, in one of his books, he wrote, The Trail Dust is Thicker Than Blood. What do you think about that? I really like that. Yeah. Girl, and... Uh, Man, that is, I like that, yeah. and I, I feel like it's that's it just hits hits it right on the head. Right on. Trail dust is thicker than blood. Right on. So, yeah. Um, Who said that by the way? Uh, Louis Lamour. He wrote westerns. He wrote like 172 westerns. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about the season? It was the hardest best thing that I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And this is Yosemite too? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, where'd you work? Oh, well, we worked around here, Hetch Hetchy. Um, then we went up to our, our first backcountry location, which was uh, Mount Gibson. We worked around there. And then we moved um, to Virginia Canyon, and we worked all up and down there, all right. over the PCT. So, yeah. It's some awesome country on the north side there. Oh, man, it was so beautiful. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I was a little disappointed when I was down here, and, and I was thinking to myself, this is this is not what I pictured Yosemite to look like. Hetch Hetchy is all desert. It kind of looks like a chaparral. Mm-hmm. And then we move, and then I was okay. This is this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. So right this is great. Right yeah. So what do you do next? What do I do next? Um, probably uh, see my girlfriend. She's somewhere around here on another crew. <laughs> okay. Um, see her. Say hi to her. Uh, and then after the season is over, uh, I'll probably apply to tons of different law enforcements. And, okay. Uh, yeah, play play mom quotes <laughs> because uh, I live with my cousins. Okay. And uh, you know, have dinner for them. Sure. Yeah, ready. Have lunches ready. Take right. care of my little nephew that was just born, nine months. So. Right on. Sounds cool. Yeah. Right on. Well, congratulations on your season. Thank you so much. Thanks for chatting with me. Yep. And uh, good luck. Thank and, you. And uh, just we can't wait till tomorrow. And next we'll hear from Chelsea Huber with Yosemite Two. So, what's your name? Chelsea Huber. Chelsea Huber, and you're on the. Yosemite Dose. Yo, Yost Dose. Yep. All right. Um, how'd you find out about the program? 
I had done an AmeriCorps program previously, and I was on an email list that um, circulated new job postings, and mm-hmm. I saw an email with it. Okay. So what interested you about the backcountry program? I love nature, and I loved the idea of another AmeriCorps service year, because I really enjoyed my previous year, and I'd always wanted to come to California, and I'd never been. All right. So it was an opportunity to come to a new state and yeah. be involved in nature and be involved in sustainability. And Right on. Where are you from? I'm from Virginia. Virginia. Okay. What AmeriCorps uh, project did you do before? I did a... Um, Knox County Action Committee uh, term in Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. Yes. And what was what was that doing? My job was specifically to work at the community television station, mm-hmm. and I speak Spanish, and they needed somebody who could offer the community um, all the resources of the television center in Spanish. And okay. so I did a lot of dubbing, and I did a lot of interviewing, uh, and it was pretty cool. Right on. <laughs> yeah. Right on. So when you came to the backcountry, um, you probably had some ideas about what it might be like to go work in the mountains. Um, what surprised you? I was surprised at how large everything is in California. <laughs> the trees in the mountains are so large. I was surprised at how chilly it gets. It gets so cold up in mountains and canyons. And the work was all new to me. I'd never done rock work before. Okay. And that was cool. You liked it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Right on. Yeah. Um, what was your biggest challenge? The challenge was the tight schedule, the um, just the schedule of waking up in the morning so early and going, going, going all day long, you know, whether it's the work on the grade or chores or classes after it all. It mm-hmm. was just such a packed day every single day. Yeah. That was a lot to adjust to. How did you deal with that? You get used to it, okay. and time management becomes a great strength. You understand how to utilize your tiny little free time to get that extra laundry done or mm-hmm. write a letter or two or something. So okay. it just over time, you just get better at it. All right. Yeah. Um, what's your takeaway from the season? I'm going to take away, um, I know it's so cheesy and corny, really great friendships and people I wouldn't have met otherwise. A lot of technical skills about trail maintenance that, mm-hmm. that really interests me and a desire to continue to fight for national parks, right um, potentially law school in the future and trying to be an advocate okay. for right this sort of program. What was your favorite spot in the backcountry? actual spot that's so hard to decide okay the only one popping into my mind right now is maddie lake mm-hmm. over in yosemite um just so gorgeous just an actual postcard view uh, yeah uh, and i wish i could have fished there because the fish were beautiful oh as yeah well. a lot of that northern yosemite is really great beautiful country uh, yeah um do you have anything else you'd like to say about the season um, I just hope that people um, understand all the work that goes into keeping these programs alive and the directors and sponsors and volunteers and everybody on the on the back end that afforded all these groups of young people to yeah. be able to come here and, and try their hardest and have good days and bad days. There's a lot of people holding that um, special space together yeah. and that's a lot of work so right I hope people know we appreciate that right on. Um, where do you go from here 
I am kind of on a loose journey back to the East Coast okay. in my car and maybe seeing some friends and family along the way. All right. And eventually I'll be back home and think about that law school. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, that's all I had. Uh, So, what's your name? Dylan. Dylan, and you're on Yosemite too. I am. Yeah. Um, what did you do before you, before this? Before this, I was uh, working for a, at a solar company. Oh wow! Um, doing project management and you know office job. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I did that for about a year and a half. And Where at? Then, uh, based out of Denver. And okay. Then I moved home from San Diego originally. Moved back to San Diego, worked there from home, um, and then found this program online, and it was just, you know, this sounds incredible, you know, it's not an office job, and so... Right on. Pursued it, yeah. Um, uh, what, what was your biggest challenge from the summer? See, the biggest challenge? Probably um, just how intensive, timely, time-wise it was, just how it's from 4.45 to 8 p.m. Yeah. every night. You have no agency. You have no, you know, and de- deciding over over what you do. That was probably the hardest part. Just like mm-hmm. tiny little two, three minute breaks in between chores, and then yeah. you bounce from this to that. Just, just that. You know, I'm a big guy. I like my individualism and my free time and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it was just that was tough to yeah. How did you do that to tackle? It was fine. I powered through. I had a rough like you know, June, July, and the middle was rough, but like the beginning was great, and I ended on a super solid note. So, yeah. Good. Um, you probably had a, some ideas of what a backcountry program might be like living in the mountains for all that time. What was your biggest surprise when you finally went through it? Well, that it wasn't. You know, a bunch of aggressive 18-year-olds in my crew. <laughs> our crew was, like, you know, a lot older and, and uh, more mature, which was good. I'm more surprised about that. Um, but uh, I don't know. What was my biggest surprise? Everything worked pretty damn well. You know, there's a clear system to how everything worked. And there's a lot more infrastructure to what goes on there. You know, there's a system that works out. Um, so I guess I was just surprised at the efficiency, you know, and like how well everything packs up, packs in and packs out, yeah. you know. Oh, right snap! Right on. Oh. Oh. T-shirts. T-shirts are here. Oh, yeah, let me see how um, this looks. Oh, the only one. I don't I can sag mine later. Yeah, so what's your biggest takeaway from the season? Um, most likely, probably perspective. Okay. comes down to it. Um, you know, I'm... Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, I'm getting away. I now see things, physical fitness, mental health in a different way, you know. Okay. I, I reached some serious roadblocks and was able to power through them, you know, like when I was doing push-ups. Before, I would just kind of shut down, but now I've, I've, like, I've reached those boundaries and I've, like, gone beyond that, so... I know I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think. Yeah. Right on. So, I would say. so where do you go from here? Not back to the office, <laughs> most likely. Um, and uh, yeah, more badass outdoor jobs. Honestly, not necessarily trails for me, but just like something, you know, guide jobs, hiking jobs. Sure. Um, I, I wanted to do some traveling in South America, so we had a fortunate enough to have someone from Chile, from Torres del Paine, Patagonia, in our volunteer with our crew, and I got his contact information, so I'd love to swap, you know, swap stories and then uh, go down there. Right on. Actually, yeah. Sounds really good. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks yeah. for your time. Thanks, man. Sorry, what was your name? I'm George. George. Pleased to meet you. Yeah. Yeah.
I'd like to follow up on a, a couple of things that Dylan mentioned. Uh, he mentioned the efficiency um, of the program. Well, the program has been around a long time, since 1978, like I said. And the program has evolved over time. And they, they've worked out the best way to do things. They've worked out the most efficient way to do things. And that even gets down to the crew level. When the crews meet at orientation, uh, each crew is, is about 15 to 17 individuals and a supervisor. And they come from all different walks of life. Some of them come from the CCC. But they're, nobody's, they're not, they haven't worked together yet. Uh, they're not sure what their roles are going to be. Um, you do have a lot of self-motivated people. Um, so it's easy to get people up and doing things. And people want to help. People want to contribute. But by the end of the season, each crew has evolved into a functioning team. And it's really impressive to see the difference in the crews at the beginning of the season uh, when they're doing something as a crew, like loading gear into a vehicle, versus at the end of the season when you've got a well-seasoned backcountry crew and they're coming into debriefing. Uh, they're given an assignment, take the vehicles over there, unload your vehicles over there. Uh, the vehicles need to go over to there next. And just the efficiency that the crews move at at debriefing. Uh, it's really impressive to see. Um, oh, one other thing in that interview while I was speaking with Dylan, uh, you might have heard, oh, the t-shirts are here. Well, um, one of the things that the backcountry crews do is each crew will design their own t-shirt uh, for that crew. And uh, the designs are sent to a print shop uh, through the seas and they um, are delivered at debriefing. And so one of the things the C1s do is pass out t-shirts and they do that after all their paperwork is done and after the corners have gone through the processing line, then they get their t-shirts. And th at that moment, that was when the Yosemite 2 t-shirts were being broken out. And so I, uh, I didn't want to keep Dylan too much longer after that because there was more important things to do than talk to me. And the last interview for this podcast is with Tyler Tipa, also on Yosemite 2. So what's your name? I'm Tyler Tipa. Tyler Taper. And this is Yosemite... Tipa. T-I-P-A. Tipo? Tipa. Oh, Tipa. Tipa. Okay. And this is Yosemite 1? Uh, 2. 2. Yosemite 2. Okay. Um, How did you find out about the program? Uh, I, saw, I saw about the program a little bit on their, like, one website panel mm -hmm. online but uh, most of like what I've heard and reasons of joining have been my experiences through the city. Okay, so you're already a core member. Yeah, I was a core member. What center at? Ukiah. Okay. How long were you a core member? A year. Yeah? Yeah. Um, what'd you do at Ukiah? Um, I did a little bit of SRP but mainly trail work. Okay. Like spiking and trail work. Uh -huh. um, did you do any rock work? Rock work? Yeah. Okay. A little bit as a core member. Yeah. Mainly, we mainly did a bunch of uh, trading and such. Though. Okay. Right on. Um, when you came into the backcountry, you probably heard stories, and so you probably had some ideas. What was the biggest surprise that you found when you got back here? The biggest surprise? Oh, uh, how much it didn't rain. Oh. <laughs> uh -huh. And uh, all the places you could go. Oh, yeah. You know? Like what places did you go? Uh, we were in uh, Mount Gibson which is by Lake Vernon uh, for our first backcountry camp. And I went from Vernon to Jack Maine, to Brannigan's, down Rancheria, to Tiltil, 
and that area. And we moved to Virginia, and then I did a couple, like a lot of peaks, Virginia, Twin, North, uh, over there. Right on. Up Matterhorn Canyon. Um, went to um, Roosevelt Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheep, I think, no. McCabe Lakes. Uh-huh. Um, there's a lot there's of There's a lot lakes. of good country up there in the yeah. north part of the park. That's great. Yeah. Uh, what was the biggest challenge that you had during the summer? The biggest challenge was... Hmm, I don't know, trying to make the most of my time there. Mm-hmm. You know? Trying to not, like, have it fleet away and such. Yeah. yeah. Time goes fast back there, huh? Oh. <laughs> uh, so what are you going to do next? What's your next step? <sighs> I don't know. Hole up in the winter. Save money enough for a car. Yeah. And then next season, I don't know, maybe maybe do more season somewhere. Oh, really? Another season somewhere. <clears throat> uh, apply with NPS or something like that? I'm thinking NPS. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Um, I bet they'd be glad to have you. Uh, anything else you'd like to say about the season? It was great. <laughs> right on. Well, thanks for talking to me. Tyler mentioned that he had had been working on SRP projects back at his center, and I just wanted to point out that SRP in the California Conservation Corps world is Salmon Restoration Project, which means he was working on habitat improvement projects, uh, which is a topic for a whole other podcast. Uh, it's a really great type of work that the CCC does. And with that, we're done with the Yosemite 1 and Yosemite 2 interviews from the 2017 Backcountry Trail season. Uh, The next podcast will cover a different crew. And until then, uh, remember, trail dust is thicker than blood. Music for this podcast is called Boogie Number 1 by the Tall Pine. Oh